You're listening to the podcast for grain merchandisers by grain merchandisers. Join us in our good humored attempt to serve as a voice of reason in an industry fraught with misconceptions and half truths. And now, from deep in America's heartland, this is the Elevator's Cut. Welcome back to The Elevator's Cut. I'm Roger Gaddis. And I'm Jason Wheeler. And today we are going to delve into the mysteries of the grain business and the thing that is burning on everyone's mind out there. The zeitgeist of today says this is the thing everyone is talking about. And of course, we're talking about 28 ways to know you're married to a grain merchandiser. <laughs> Yeah, this was actually uh, our most popular uh, blog topic we ever did at White Commercial. We've done quite a few blogs. I don't know exactly what that conveys, but it is what it is. People like it. The, it's what the people want, and we're here yes. to give the people what they want, right? The, the best thing about the entire blog post from this was the fact that you were able to find stock photo of an ear of filled corn. <laughs> With wedding rings down in the husk. It's incredible. Beautiful. Somebody did that. <clears throat> God bless them. Hey, at least it wasn't their faces in the picture. Am I right? Mm. There we go. We got nose. <laughs> oh, we just. All right. Well, let's dig in and let's, let's lead off. Okay. Uh, let's do that. <clears throat> so uh, just uh, so everyone knows, you know, white commercial, what we do, we work with grain elevator companies across the north american uh, continent if you will and uh, even if you won't we do so um anyways the uh what we did is we, we kind of had a few uh that that we had thought of and thought this would be a fun topic to to go into and we threw this out to our customers and um and said hey what are some ways you know that that you guys know it's almost like the jeff foxworthy you, you know you might be a Grain merchandiser spouse, um, but anyways, that and, and you know, in, in the spirit of clickbait, we had you know, <laughs> absolutely large, you know, number thirteen <laughs> will shock you. <laughs> <laughs> sure, and you know, so so this is, and uh, I, I will tell you. So we threw it out there to our customers, and um, there was uh, no filter, uh, other than maybe some uh, <laughs> grammar and spelling corrections. Uh, it, we didn't like we narrow this down to 28 <laughs> these are the 28 we got <laughs> right it's the february of lists <laughs> so there you go uh it's not a leap year here uh, but anyways That's here we go thing. uh so numero uno and again these are in no particular order and we're not uh <laughs> not filtered down from uh from anything so uh there we go so number one does not convey anything other than it's just the first one we had um so here we go. They make it really good or really bad or really good and really bad. I have a feeling it's that last thing I just said. <laughs> <laughs> We're grain merchandisers, not comedians, folks. I, you may not have been able to tell these first couple minutes, but, you know, there you are. All right, numero uno, um, ways to know you're married to a grain merchandiser. You pull off the interstate when traveling to check out a grain elevator you see from a distance. The shocking part about that is it's not always ADM. <laughs> right. Yeah, I've done this a time or two uh, just to go see 
who it is or or why why they still have a pile of grain on the ground in you know whatever time of the year it's like hmm it's may 23rd why why do they still have piles of corn on the ground and there's the market is flat you know Mm. number two you lose your spouse once a year every year for about six weeks the old harvest widow slash widower there you go it's a struggle is real yeah, that's, I guess the the beauty of the grain business is, yeah, there there is that really busy time, but you know, there's other times of the year where there's not much going on that kind of works out over the course of a year. But there's definitely that uh, that busy time for sure. Kind of get the harvest diet going too. You know, it's it's you're, you're ingesting so much dust. There's no room for real food, and then you know, no one, most places anyway don't have any food nearby anyway. I know. Well, if it's, if it's wheat harvest, you can just eat some of that as it's coming in. Or Milo or beans. or <laughs> Pick your poison. We had a we always kept a can of Wolf brand chili in the cabinets at the elevators in case of emergency, break the seal type thing. And in eight years, it never got open. Thank God. But uh, we, some of our, we had some good farmers, and they, they took pity on us and, you know, brought us food or leftover half-eaten Subway sandwiches or you know, whatever. We didn't care. We was hungry. He's harvest. Yeah, six weeks uh, is a it's kind of a strange amount of time in that it's if I mean the weather's good, you can knock it out really fast. But something like this this last fall, it just drug on forever. Oh nine was one of those years mm. where it just rains all the time. It's like you get eighty percent of harvest done, and the last fifteen percent takes three months. You know? Long tail, man. Okay, number three here. Uh, ways to know you're married to a grain merchandiser. You're happy when it rains on the weekend during harvest. Date night. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at the forecast, wondering when you can go out again. Huh? Just don't listen to your local weatherman. He's no one's friend. <laughs> yeah, that kind of goes along with the the one before, as far as yeah, as far as all that goes. Yeah, it was a definitely a you know at the beginning of harvest. It's kind of a, a point of contention with with you and as the grain uh grain merchandiser and your spouse and saying no i don't need it to rain we need to get this done i've got some sales on and just get stuff moving and what and right. then you know obviously by the end of harvest you're like please give me a weekend off just <laughs> just get this thing done uh number four if you've ever gotten embarrassed when they try to negotiate at the supermarket checkout guilty Excellent. yeah not at the supermarket, I don't think I have. But dude, dented cans? Come on, man. Yeah, <laughs> there's definitely some 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 uh, dockage right there, right? That's... <laughs> there you go. Um, no, this is this is definitely a thing where my wife has rolled her eyes many a time, uh, having to deal with me <clears throat> trying to negotiate. I don't know. I bet you're uh, things play hardball with uh, parsnips and carrots. No, you know, um, the, you know, usually with me, it's the bigger ticket item or, or, uh, <laughs> or service service companies that want to do things for the house or whatever. And, and my wife's like, yeah, you know, let's car dealership do this. I'm like, okay, well, you know, what, you know, what, what's it called? What, what do they say? It's co- it costs. And she'll tell me, I said, all right, well, what do you think we can get it down to? And she's like, that's not how this works. I'm like, hey, you can try, you know, all I can do is tell you, no, uh, make them an offer, you know? 
I uh, I have negotiated car deals that way. This was, you know, of course, faxing by fax uh, back in the day. Well, it is the 21st century. I mean, How else you know, would you do it? I mean, so no, I would send, I sent multiple dealerships, like kind of what I was looking for and my price and said, you yeah, whatever, let, let me know whenever you guys get it. It's kind of, I mean, guys do similar things. It's like things putting with, a firm offer in it. Yeah. Guys do similar right. things with their corn, you know, hey, I got half a million bushels I'm looking to sell for JFM for two under or whatever it is and uh, mm. put the number out there. So I, I have been guilty of, of uh, a little too much negotiating. All right. The number five way. Uh, if, if you have never celebrated Memorial Day, Labor Day, or the 4th of July, depending on your geography and commodities handled, but uh, I'm sure there's some holiday if you're in the green business that you never get to celebrate. Yeah, that Canadians have Canada Day. That's one day of the year, I think. So, whatever that is, that's good. That would, the name would imply that. Yeah, I think so. It's not plural. You know, it says never celebrated, or you've only celebrated it. You know, you know, solo or one sided. However, however it would be. Yeah. Instead of two Roman candles, you have one. <laughs> okay. That's a. Uh, that's good. That's good. I don't even even know where to go with that. But um, no, I know this was this this is all a big deal, right? In the in the South, so early early in this millennium, um, millennia, I don't know. It's got to be your bowl. It's but singular, anyways. So er, around uh, two thousand five ish, uh, two thousand six, as the corn prices started to to go up, you got more corn acres in the South, and I know a lot of guys figured out that. Man, corn, you can get it harvested a lot quicker and go to football games in the fall where normally we used to didn't get to do that. So, uh, you know, football being a big deal in the South, that was a, that was a, a thing that happened for sure. Labor Day still, though, was tough to come by. Yeah. yeah. Just, about, just about any geography. I <clears throat> Now, we'll say when I was in Louisiana, the, the – holiday if you will that everyone shut down for farmers elevators alike was the opening day of squirrel season and it it was a legitimate phenomenon down there incredible (laughs) they they would move the local friday night football game the local high school football game friday night to thursday night and it was a rival game and they called it the squirrel bowl because all of the all of the football players were going to be skipping school on friday preparing to go to squirrel camp on Saturday. God bless them. Uh, so anyway, we did get squirrel day off. Excellent. It's just like another Canada day, but in Louisiana. Yeah. Yep. The relation there, Cadians. <laughs> Moving on. Number six, when you ask what the temperature is on a cold January morning and they say three under. <laughs> That's witty right there uh, for sure. <clears throat> no, of course, you know, the basis. Unders. How you mean? Overs. Thermometers and whatnot. Mm. Um, no, that that's pretty that's pretty good. I, I mean, that's need, the best word picture for learning basis, anything. right? The thermometer. That's it, right? That's right. Okay. Number seven. When your spouse is calculating how many months away something is and they skip February, April, June, and October. Nailed it. Guilty. 
No, you start counting up, you, you count on your hands how many months something is away, and yeah, never fails. You skip those because there's not those aren't for for those outside the the biz. Um, <laughs> those aren't the futures months, right? The, so those are the ones when you're reciting your futures months, you you uh, you don't say so. You you skip over them when you're. You really think anyone outside the biz is listening to this? Of course. Oh, okay. Yeah, we, we got all the all the hot names <laughs> out there listening. <laughs> <laughs> Randy, what does that mean? You look like you know over there. No, uh, all knowing. Everyone? Man in the box. <clears throat> That's right. Moving on to number Ocho. Your kids are the only ones in the neighborhood that want to be short in Monopoly. This one goes pretty deep. So deep it, it just flies over my head almost. I have no idea what they're talking about here, so it's, it's all on you, bro. <laughs> well, you know, the grain business. Here, I'll try to explain it, right? Again, these are, we did not weed out any submissions into this. Um, and if you're listening and was the one who submitted this, we're sorry for butchering it. <laughs> no, but I'll try to explain. You know me. I've, I've got a, a theory for everything, mm. um, which is nice. Um, no, uh, of course, in the grain business is, is one of the few things. And, and if you're hedging, you know, you can you can sell before you buy it. And, you know, monopoly, obviously, that does not translate. All right. So moving on, let's move it into... Number nine. I don't know Spanish like Roger, so I'll just say nine. L9. That's no in German. Uh, anyways, cultured. The, the names of your seven children. Jan, Marcel, May with an E, <laughs> Julie, Augie, Sep, and Deese. And his dog's name is Novi. Again, it's, it's taking a concept and then... Taking it way too far, uh, too far. I think out. we can all agree that we understand what dad jokes are. Roger, uh, you had a, a dog named uh, Weevil. That's right, I did. So that's kind of. Well, I got it was a blue healer, and I got him in my first elevator job in Louisiana, and got this pup. And the bookkeeper's like, "Well, you got to name him something, you know, related to the." To the biz, the the old manager, his dog is a chocolate lab. His name was Milo, and I'm like, well, I don't know if I should call him corn or bean or wheat. Uh, Weevil sounded good. It was a pest, and it's ever present, especially down there. Yeah, and uh, got to feed those things. So, Weevil it was. And then it became your Twitter handle eventually, yeah, Weevil Hog, because I didn't know how Twitter worked. <laughs> I was like, I have a dog named Weevil, and I'm a Razorback, so. I'll never use this for anything go. professional. Exactly. And then <laughs> it's like, I got to imagine it's a, a Twitter handles a lot like a tattoo. And I just got to imagine it, it, it weathers the same. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on. Moving on. If you've ever had to get a seasonal job at the elevator just to see your spouse. This is a recipe for disaster in my opinion, but you know, hey, <laughs> working with your spouse. Whew. Be with me at the, my most uptight anxious portion of the year and then go home with me <laughs> but in the defense and most people probably have a better relationship anyway that's that may be the only way you get to see your spouse for better or worse at right? least bring them lunch if you can there you go then pizza leave. yeah for the whole office i mean every, everybody's got a casey's pizza right they're ubiquitous everywhere that's right too much cheese and grease 
and that now you got a Casey's pizza. It's my opinion. <laughs> Those are fighting just, words. This is one man's man. opinion. Don't don't at me, bro. <laughs> on that. Okay. Um, what number are we on now, Roger? The the uh, two ones. Eleven. Here we go. Number eleven. They forget your anniversary, but always know what the DeSmarch corn spread is trading at. Ayo! <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, of course, a very important spread in the grain business, DeSmarch corn spread. I don't, I, you know, this forget your anniversary. Roger, you forget your anniversary? Mm-mm. Oh, I mean, we're, we're a couple of, you know, super good good husbands over here. We don't ever forget our anniversaries. So, I don't know. This is a thing uh, perpetuated in sitcoms, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, there's good and bad things perpetuated in sitcoms. No. One one thing perpetuated that's good in sitcoms is the the fat husband and the attractive wife. I think that's a great combo. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going that direction for sure. And, uh, and I appreciate our culture for allowing that to happen. Well, there you go. Bacon. Um, you know, the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the the saving grace of, of anniversary remembrance is Facebook. <laughs> because then when your in-laws get on there, it's like, oh, happy anniversary, you too. You're like, oh, okay, we're going to the store. <laughs> yeah, the Facebook thing is, let's remember. Now, I got all this up, like, because if you've ever ordered flowers from somewhere on your anniversary, they send you reminders. They do. Um, That's just good marketing, man. Yeah, it's good. Like, for my mom's birthday and my wife's birthday and my anniversaries. Anyways. That's good. It's smart. So one year, order flowers for everybody on those dates. Or actually just order it once and they'll ask you all that stuff and just plug it in and I and I get I get emails a little before in time to order that stuff. Seems like a lot of trouble, but you can do it. <laughs> there you go. All right. We're up to a dozen now. Thank you. When the teacher asks your kids to You're recite welcome. their ABCs, they respond. ADM, Bunge, and Cargill. If they're really advanced, they can go all the way to Zeno. Boom. Randy's over here indicating that I've misspoken. Yeah, I believe it's Bungee, like you jump from a bridge. Uh, yeah, I when you get, you're right. When Thanks, you get Randy, the, for clarifying that. When you get the discounts back. Nonverbal communication. <laughs> Anyways. All the way to Zeno. That's great, man. That's... There's other letters in there, but they don't really matter. That's right. All right. I think that one speaks for itself. We'll keep it rolling here. Number 13. You completely miss a wedding because I had to stop to see a producer, quote, for just a minute on the way to the ceremony. As a result, you're frequently overdressed for farm visits. But don't bump. <laughs> Need I say more? Yeah. Hey, if you see if you if you're driving by country roads and you see a couple of people on a turn row and one guy's in a suit and the other one's not and they're both drinking some natty lights, this is what's happening. Yeah. You know, farm visits are important. Part of the grain business. It's got gotta be done so when an opportunity presents itself. I mean that's the I, I'd say probably the number one way that uh difference between a profitable elevator and non-profitable elevator is their farm relationships, which in turn is means, means they've, they buy more grain at harvest time and, and they use those relationships to do that. So, you know, sometimes you got to miss some weddings and, uh, 
and stuff. I don't know I guess. anybody that that really breaks their heart. Most time, as long as it's not a child, probably. Yeah, as long as you can make the reception. There you go. That's actually probably better, right? All the way around. There we go. Number 14. Temperature fluctuations at your house are referred to as thermometer spreads. I got to tell you, this is right up my alley. I love this. You do? I love Explain this. it to me because I don't understand it. That's the spreads on your thermometer. What else is there to say? It's like like calculating grain margins, like yeah, 30 yeah. under you know, to basis 20 over. spreads or freight spreads. You're just looking at the difference between two points. And that's just the way you kind of get to looking at things over time. It's the relationship. That's like Phil Luce always says. Basis trading is has zero to do with math. It's all about relationships. And that bears itself out when you... <laughs> Try to do basis math without drawing, <laughs> without drawing spread charts. There we so go. There you go. Well, that gets us halfway through the list. I know everyone's enthralled. Can't wait to <laughs> hear what goodness. the other fourteen. And maybe you're hoping, hey, remember that part when he at the beginning when he said they'd get better. What about that? Well, maybe, maybe you gotta listen to one more episode. Stick around and find out if we're liars or not. <laughs> yeah, it's uh the arch, the arch of the. <laughs> of the series alright then <laughs> we'll leave the arch and we'll pick back up with the next episode of <laughs> The Elevator's Cut for Jason I'm Roger and for Roger I'm Jason Ow.